it doesn't take a lot to make gifts in a relationship with this if you just respect each other's energies. Like just to get some more questions to a generator will save a lot of stress. Like it, it, yeah. it isn't, it doesn't have to be this big shift. It, it could be, and knowing, knowing that they need to, uh, to sleep on it, like allowing them to have that space instead of demanding an answer. It's, so I think it's this, this respect you gain that just comes with knowing how to help your partner in a, in a, in a more thoughtful way. Hey there, lady. My name is Molly Conley, and I'm devoted to helping women reinvent their love lives, whether that's after divorce, dating on and off the apps, or in their committed relationship. Why? Because I've been there. I'm a former college athlete who filed for divorce three years into marriage, swam in the online dating pool into my late 30s, and now I'm married to the man of my spreadsheet dreams who I met four months before the world shut down. As a dating and relationship coach, I help my clients build a foundation filled with clarity, connection, and confidence, knowing Mr. Right is worth waiting for. Each week on the podcast, I'll bring you love life insights and savvy guests where you will receive the courage to release programmed limiting beliefs, discover patterns and behaviors restricting you from finding and attracting quality men and ways to choose yourself first so you can build a foundation for a healthy relationship with yourself and a partner. Why, hello there, lady. Welcome back to Reinventing the Arena podcast. I'm your host, Molly Conley. Today's guest has over 15 years of experience in leadership roles within the nonprofit sector and recently embarked on a journey of professional transformation amidst the challenges posed by the pandemic. During this process, Erin MacArthur delved into the aspects of her work that brought her the greatest fulfillment, women empowering women. What truly ignited her passion was collaborating with women who were leaders in their own right. She firmly believes that each and every one of us possesses the capacity to achieve our aspirations. Over the last three years, Erin has found that human design is the perfect tool to help us decondition ourselves and reach our true potentials. Welcome to the podcast, Erin. Hi, thank you. All right. So like you had mentioned that you were in the nonprofit world for 15 years before the pandemic. Can -hmm. you please share how your transformation within your professional life led you to become a coach who utilizes human design to empower women? I feel like many of us through the pandemic had, I don't know if it's epiphany or crisis or um, somewhere in between that. And I was one of those, had both of those mm. <laughs> at the same time. And um, was in leadership role and we had a turnover of leadership. And it, it, at that point, it felt like it was time for me to go to my next adventure and kind of pass the baton, if you will. Um, as I was doing that through the middle of the pandemic, it felt like, this is an opportunity. What do I really want to do? Who do I want to be? Um, everything just felt, for me anyway, it felt very um, colossal during that time and, and eye-opening. And I wanted to explore that. And what do I want to do? So I dug in and, and took some coaching courses. And um, I learned about human design from my coach, who showed me what my uh, type was. 
And when I learned that, it, it made so much sense why interactions with folks were the way they were. And I dug into that as well. And I, the coaching piece for me alone didn't feel like enough. And that human design piece, what do we do with it? So the combination of them together just felt like a, a beautiful marriage. But that kind of, that trajectory, I spent about two years learning both pieces and putting them together. That's beautiful the way that you said that because a lot of people already like they do the coaching, um, either they receive it or they go ahead and get that certification. And there are so many different avenues that we can take to really embark coaching and make it um, such a personalized and niched experience for not only ourselves, but for the people we want to serve. And so that's fantastic that you use human design. I have barely touched my toes into human design. There is so much to it. Um, mm -hmm. A friend of mine actually bought me a human design book for Christmas. And I'm like, wow, this is um, like, I think it's like almost 400 pages. And I wasn't expecting that much information. Um, but for those of us, those ladies that are listening, can you tell us what human design is? And maybe just give us a brief introduction of... Um, the types that you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a big, it's a big onion. It's a lot of language <laughs> in human design. That's for sure. It's, um, I call it like astrology on steroids almost. Like it feels like it, it takes, I mean, it takes your birth time um, and location so, and it combines that with, you know, it has astrology, it has icing, it uses the, the chakra system. So old modalities like that combined with newer technologies like genetic coding and quantum mechanics, and it combines it all together and provides you with a um, what human design calls a body graph, which is like a roadmap to how your energies work. And when I say energies, I mean how you take in the energies of others, how, how, how you perceive others, whether that be emotions or what they're thinking or... Um, doing pressures of other people, how you're taking that in and what you're giving to the world. Um, mm. And then it gives you this kind of blueprint of how you can navigate. It also gives you what I think is really great. It gives you your own personal way of making decisions um, that we're kind of taught to do it differently than how human design, how you're built to make decisions using your body, using um, intuition, if that's what yours is. So it, what I love about it is that it's a tool to use. And hopefully my goal when I use it with folks is how do we make life easier? How do you use the energies that come naturally to you? Yeah. And what I love when I found out what my type was, it answered a lot of the things that I was like, why can't I understand or why can't I do this like everyone else? I'm a What's generator. Yeah, yeah, generators, lovely generators. So you asked the five different types. So we've got mm -hmm. um, generators, which is the majority, 70%, 77% are either a generator or a manifesting generator. So with that, knowing that, you've got 70% that have this sacral knowing, they have this guttural knowing. They're here to do things that light them up, that get them really excited about it. The things that don't light them up are really hard to find energy to do. <laughs> yep. Yes, yes, 
yes and no questions are great for generators. Um, big open-ended questions can kind of spin them out a little bit. Um, they're the like the salt of the earth for if the generator is. We've also got projectors. I'm a projector. Projectors are about twenty percent of the population. And when I found out what I was and what that meant, it made so much sense to me. Um, so we're here to kind of be guides. Like we really get at seeing the energy, seeing systems, and guiding how that goes. So we're re we work really well with generators um, energy. So we don't have the energy that you all have, but we borrow yours. <laughs> oh, that makes sense too. Um, yeah, and so there, there's a beautiful synergy between generators and projectors if there's um, an invitation. So there's the, the thing with these types is there's also a strategy. And so with a generator, the generator strategy is to wait for, um, for something that lights them up. Wait, you know, respond to something that lights them up. It's like an internal response to an, ex, to an external stimulus. Uh, and with a projector, we need to wait for an invitation. We think we, we know all these, we see things in a really penetrative way and sometimes want to share that and people might not be ready for it or want to hear it. And so if we share it without being asked, they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> or, they, or they don't hear you at all or they feel like you're judging them. Um, what mm. I learned to just, I've learned that I need to be quiet and, and wait for somebody. To ask. And there's, there's ways around it a little bit. You could be like, may I share that with you? Or I have an idea. Do you want to hear it? But um, just blurting it out can be um, a little repulsive to some people. So I've learned that's why I always took it as people either love me or hate me because some people take that. And they're like, run with it and they use it and others are like, go away. <laughs> so I've learned to wait for that invitation. Um, we also have manifestors, and they're about 9% of the population, and they're the initiators. They're the ones that have these great ideas. Like, they are basically have, it's like a direct um, connection to source, whatever that is for you. And they get these ideas, and they want to run with it. And they don't really know what that means or where it's going to go. They just need to go and do it, and they need the freedom to do that. And their strategy is they need to inform. They need to share what that is. And they struggle doing that because they don't know what it is yet. So they don't know how to speak about it. So there's always a little duality in it as well. Um, but they're, 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 the, they're the big initiators. They get things started and then hopefully gift it to the rest of us to kind of complete. Um, and then we have our reflectors. And they are only 1% of the population. And their energy is all receiving. They receive everybody's energy there um, because of that they have the ability to have great gain really great wisdom and mm -hmm. because they see how every everybody else does things they feel it in a very deep way and if they know that and they know how to navigate they, they become our great wise leaders that's amazing I can when you were talking about the reflector taking on energy I was just like as a generator thinking about how emotionally taxing that could be Mm -hmm. but at the same time, how inspiring it could be. Um, I haven't dove into to see if I'm actually a generator or a manifesting generator, but how does that, how does that one work? Because is it just taking from both sides and kind of just meshing mm -hmm. together? 
kind of the manifesting the the pure generator is um, they're here to find the thing that lights them up and become um, an expert. They're here to really like they're like the uh, skilled workers, you know, the car mm. the craftsmen that they, they they hear they 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 master their their tech their technique their 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 whatever they're doing. They're here to do it, do it to completion, and do it to the best that they can. And use that sacral energy to do it. They need to burn that energy. My husband's a generator, and he um, has a garden with his sister, and they've got 23 tomato plants. I don't know, half a dozen or more peppers. It's it's a, like a farm, and I'm like, why don't you that? That sounds like a lot of work, but he loves it, and he uses his generator energy, and it he feels satisfied and fulfilled at the end of the day with that. And I look at that and it wears me out just watching it. Oh, yeah. That's him being a generator and and going in and just going in and doing the thing that he loves. There's a lot of going in and continuing it and doing it over and over again. If it's lighting you up, you you will always have the energy to do it. The manifesting generator is more here to like the big multi. They they kind of combine that manifesting energy of these new ideas and new ways to do things um so they usually like they might read three books at the same time and mm. have multiple interests all the spinning plates and they're the big difference i in my interpretation is that they're able to kind of walk away and pivot and do things in a different way and generators really just want to get in there and complete and and finesse things and, and, and go down their road where manifest, manifesting generators will pivot a little bit more and, and come up with new ways, which could irritate the pure generator because manifesting generators tend to cut corners. It's like when you say that, I'm like, wow, I have tendencies on both. And so I really don't yeah. know. Now I feel like I need to take this over again <laughs> and well, figure it you out. connect on offline and I'll, I'll run your chart for you. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> there's, there's, and, you know, we, we're all a little bit of all of this. You know, like yeah, you, you should you should feel a connection to all of them because there are projected channels, there are generated channels. There's ways in your chart where you're going to see all of it, but there's one that's going to be really um, in the forefront. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. Well, then, how can someone's human design profile, um, like or their chart, like tell you about? let's just even say like they're just the romantic relationships or how they engage in those close relationships. There is what I love about, I love doing couples readings or teams like groups and that work together as well, that people that are together a lot, uh, because I think you can get a lot of knowledge about how some, how to utilize each other's skills and resources. And, you know, like I'm a projector married to a generator. And so I'm learning that he, my generator husband, he needs to listen to a sacral. He needs to hear mm. that click on. And so I ask him yes or no questions. It's not, what do you want for dinner? Cause he's like, I don't, I don't know. It's, do you want pizza? Do you want, <laughs> do you want yep, spaghetti? that's in our household. Yeah. But if I ask, what do you want? Like it's, it's, it almost, it gets, you know, it's not, it's not fun. It's stressful for him. 
So I'm learning to ask him yes or no questions because that helps a generator listen to their sacral. For me as a projector, I would love it when he acknowledges things that I do um, if he, and invites me for my opinion, asks me to share my stuff. I need to be invited into that and then I'm like, oh, and then I won't be quiet. Maybe that's why he doesn't do it sometimes. <laughs> but it's, it's, there's a, a rhythm, the different types that you can work with. Um, you know, it, when you know it, you, you can utilize pieces of it and just it just makes things nicer. There's mm -hmm. also that your decision-making process is called your authority in human design. So 53% of the population have an emotional authority, which, and this is, there's, it's more, more than this, but the, um, the basics are you, that they need to wait through their emotional ways to get, to gain clarity. And that minimum of 24 hours. And if you're resting these folks, and, and this, again, 53% of the population, if you're resting these folks to make a decision, they're never going to feel good about it. So if you know that, and you're somebody who has an authority that knows in the moment, then you know your answer, but give them a night, let them sleep on it, let them think about it, allow that. When you learn these things, it becomes much easier to navigate those, those type, those different, how quick or slow, you know, somebody is at, at how their energies are running. Yeah. If that makes sense. It definitely does. Like even the way you just put that just reminds me of the time I used to work in the corporate world and how I would have, you know, managers or even people underneath me asking certain questions and they, the yes or no's were really helpful. But at the same time, if we had to make a decision on the spot, it was extremely stressful because it's like, I needed to go check the data or do I have the wisdom or I haven't been in this situation before. Let me double check what I really mm -hmm. think I need to go through or what would be the best bet for us. Um, and the pandemic obviously is a great example. I used to do digital marketing. And so everything that wasn't online came online and it was a lot at once where it's like, you can't mm. just do everything. You have to just start slowly but surely pull in the pieces to make everything work together and making an executive decision like right here, right now was not, it was not fun and it wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. as helpful or clean and smooth sailing as it would have if we would have sat back and really looked and taken yeah. the time, you know? So mm -hmm. I can only imagine how that even translate in the corporate setting um, other than and just that, even I a relationship setting. That's one of the pieces that I love doing is I, I love doing teams. I, I discovered human design after I left, you know, the nonprofit world where I managed half the team. And what I know now is I, there's in the human design body there's nine different, excuse me, energy centers. And those are either open or defined. And again, that's whether you're taking energy in from others or, or putting it out. Well, I have a defined route, and that means that I have a consistent pressure to get things done, but it doesn't overwhelm me. It's, it's consistent, and I know it's there, and I know a deadline, and I know how long it takes me to get things. Well, I'm putting that out in the world. And people mm -hmm. who have an open route, who could have been half of my team, they are feeling that pressure double what I am because they're receiving it. And they don't necessarily know it's my pressure that they're getting. If I would have known what I know now about an, a, a defined route and open route, I would have changed the way I handled my team completely. Mm. It's 
fascinating. And that's the effect. If you have a defined emotional center, then you're putting your emotions out there. People are feeling it. And if it's open, like mind's open, I'm feeling everybody else's. And so the goal is how do you become the observer and not the one feeling it if you if it's not yours and learning what that is and navigating that's big. And again, fifty three percent of the population have definition there. So we've got a highly we got a, a world where fifty percent of the population needs to run things through their emotions. And the other half is like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's fascinating. Like even just to think of it as, you know, what they talk about impasse, right? And how mm -hmm. they take on emotions, not even just like from being around other people, but it can be even from watching a movie or reading a book and taking yeah. those emotions in. And then it's like, how do I move that energy out, those emotions out in a way that's still going to be beneficial to me and not yeah. keep me stuck or hold me down um, mm -hmm. in, in such a different way that we weren't expecting? Because I am definitely one of those where like, I can't watch certain movies I cannot close that off unless I'm just like, sure, I will sit here and just glaze myself and completely not engage with the movie in the way that most people can. So it, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a fun little boundary, but I'd rather just be like, nah, we'll just not watch half of these intense movies. Let's go back to watching something from the 1980s, 1990s and chill. So, Well, if you say that, like I remember being in grade school and we watched these shows where they would trap animals and at the end I think they all got saved I don't I don't remember I just remember bawling sitting cross-legged on the floor watching this show and my friends be like are you okay <laughs> and I'm bawling through Benji or whatever the heck it was and oh my gosh Benji <laughs> that's a moment that's that that's a moment, right? And that's, I, you know, I've got an open sacral. I'm feeling all that. So I'm learning, I'm learning, like my husband's defined there. I'm learning when he's mad about something, he needs to feel that I don't need to take it on. So I'm learning, all right, I'll be back in a minute. You'll be okay. And he's learning to run through his ways quicker because he's seeing it. Mm. Cool. Yeah. And that, all of that right there, just having that awareness allows that communication to mm -hmm. really amplify in the relationship. And Absolutely. Make things more smooth sailing than you thought ever before. Absolutely. I can't imagine. It's it, it's changed everything. Like like his, I can feel when he walks in a room, it what where he's in. So I know if he's pissed. I know if he's happy. And you know I know all that. And, and I get it. And now I don't. I'm not running around trying to fix it. If he's mm -hmm. like, oh, you went through something. Let me know when you're better. Let, I'm here to help. And then let him do it. Yeah, because so so for him, when he processes that emotion, it's just more or less that he needs to do it himself in order to for him mm -hmm. to feel better. He doesn't need a, someone else to help him process process that emotion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I do spend a lot of time on for folks, especially if they're open. The places where people have open, and if you look at a body graph, you can get a, you can Google it and find get them free anywhere, lots of places. So anyone who's listening, you can do that. And any of the shapes, the triangles and squares that are on the body graph, any of those that are white, those are open. Those are where you're receiving other people that have color in those in those shapes. And um, when you receive it, it's not consistent. It's based on who you're around. And so you don't necessarily know that it's not yours and it's amplified. So it's, it's, that's where you get the most conditioning from other people. Mm. It's where if you have an open, again, emotional center, you're feeling everybody else's, you're feeling it amplified. 
and they're just going to ride their wave like they normally said, and they have to. And I know I always used to try to step in, like, how can I, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to make them happy. So that's not helping. It's now how do I observe it? And I can throw a lifeline out, but I don't need to get in the water with them. Yeah, because then, you know, what does that do to you too? Right, right. Oh my goodness. Okay, so then this can impact your communication, your awareness, um, how you navigate different problems that pop up in life as well as your relationship um, and how you even think about approaching your partner in certain days or certain times. Like, what else am I missing? Like, just all the good examples that you mentioned, there seems Mm -hmm. to be numerous areas where this is human design is helpful to know about yourself and your partner as you, you know, continue to grow together in a relationship. I, it's, I, it's immense. I, it, it all the things that you mentioned for sure. I, I, I think it also helps just like with, you've got kids, like no one theirs. Um, you know, if you have a generator child, go into the yes and no questions. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to make shifts in a relationship with this. If you just respect each other's energies, like just the yes and no questions to a generator will save a lot of stress. Like it, it, yeah. it isn't, it doesn't have to be this big shift. It, it could be and knowing, knowing that they need to, uh, to sleep on it, like allowing them to have that space instead of demanding an answer. It's, so I think it's this, this respect you gain that just comes with knowing how to approach your partner in a, in, a, in a more thoughtful way. Again, I wish I would have known this with when I had my team, like the, mm-hmm. the, the amount of pressure that I, I look back and I probably gave and, and, and stuff that I'm like, I think a lot of like, you know, how you make up stories sometimes and you don't have yep. the whole, like, I, I used to do that a lot. I, st- I still do that. I think we all naturally do that. And I'm learning through this also, like th- what this, what I love about human design is this, this gives you your ownership. This gives you back. How do you navigate the world? And you are, it's all about you. And how are you doing that? And the onus is on you and the expectations are about your expectations for you and letting other people do that for themselves. And so there's like, it's, it's, how are you doing this for you? And the relationships are better because of it. Yeah, that's great. And a lot of us always look outward instead of going inward. Mm -hmm. And so human design definitely gets to shift that focus and allows us to use it Mm -hmm. as a tool to in make some inward changes, those inner world things to help better us in the outside world. So yes, thank you for saying that so much better than I No, you did no, I was just like thinking, it was just like process everything everything you said. Because, you know, we take these personnel, like some people, I mean, back in the day, we all probably loved taking like, what pizza are you? But at the same time, like the cosmopolitan quizzes of like, what should you wear on a sexy date night? Like those sort of things. And Mm -hmm. those were always fun to take when we were bored and we never really Mm -hmm. utilized them. And when we have different tools like human design at our fingertips to use and start to learn more about and work with someone like yourself to help us grow even faster, because that's another thing you can take this, like you said, anywhere, Google it, whatnot, 
But working with someone who actually knows and has the experience in using it with people is going to accelerate mm-hmm. those areas where you're like, oh, I'm going to need to learn how to um, stop pushing my partner to tell me how he's feeling. That's really hard for me to do. Why is that? Go work with a coach because not only are they going to help you you know, recognize that in yourself with the human design, but you have the tools as a life coach to be able to say, oh, let's see what other areas might actually be forcing you to have that reaction. Mm-hmm. So we can work through those um, in order to, you know, give you a better experience of communicating with your partner. So that's fantastic. The two combinations. You know, you brought up those, those quizzes. Like I, I, there's, I'm one of those people that did um, all the different, like I'm a green, you know, which means that I'm, you know, big picture and not a detail person, you know, like all the different analysis things that I've done that sit on a shelf. Like what I love about human design is you, I've been working it for three years now for Mm -hmm. myself, let alone learning it, but I've been utilizing it. I can't say the last time I picked up one of those, I don't know, reports I got at my former job about where, how I like to learn. And I don't, I just remember it was green, I think. You know, I <laughs> think I what's super with. funny is I don't even remember what that one was called, but I remember taking that and I was like, kind of a similar thing. I took it right after I left a job that I didn't really feel appreciated or cared for much. And so mm-hmm. it completely shifted by the, by the last few years before the pandemic and being like, oh, I'm not any of these anymore. But my, what I perceived of myself at the time was really what those results were. And yeah. it's, you know, it was one of those where it's like, well, what can I do? Oh, I just learned how to communicate these four different ways. If someone's a yellow, a red, a green, or a blue, that's nothing. Great. Mm-hmm. Communicating. Yes, we need to do that in the corporate world. But are you wanting to have a deeper relationship with yourself and other people? Or are you here for superficial or surface level communication Mm -hmm. and relationships? Check the box, get it done. And you said that how many of us are generators who really want to have something that lights us up? I can only imagine Mm -hmm. that like the pandemic helped light a fire under those generators to be like, I am unhappy in my job. And now the great resignation happens. And it's just so impactful to say, here's this information, this tool, and it goes to all different areas of our life that we can learn about. Um, That's another level of it. There's also your profile. And those are numbers that are by um, your top four um, gates. And those would signify like, those are really important too. Those are like, I'm a two, four, which means the two means that I need to be alone, that I need to have some alone time. And then I tend to be really good at things, but don't know it until people point it out. Uh, and then I'm a four, which also means, and here's where things, there's duality in human design. I need my networks and I need to be around people a lot. And so, and that's how I get, um, I get things done. It's through the people that I know, like they see me and, and but I have to have balance there. Of it. So I, 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 those online tests, I don't know how many times I've taken, are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Oh yeah. And I've always thought I was, I've always thought I was an introvert and all my friends are like, girl, you're an extrovert. And all the tests say I'm an extrovert, but this two, four tells me I'm both. So that makes sense. But there's a, yeah. Do you remember what your profiles is like a three, six or a 
I'm a 3-1, but that's what I was just going to ask you too. Like, so can it switch from a 4-2 or does it matter? So, no, not for this one. Like there's some, um, some can switch, some can't. So it just depends. Gotcha. But like the three, so you, you're a 3-1? Yes. Okay. So the three would be your experimenter. You want to experiment, trial and error. Like you, nobody can tell you how to do anything. You got to get it and do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Sounds about well, right. Sometimes. Like, it's like learning through, you know, experience is really what yeah. it is. And it's, it's the, the, the real, the lesson in, in a three is, is learning the, quote unquote failures aren't failures. They're learning. They're lear it's a learning curve. And not to take like not to take those as failures, but to take it as an experience. And now you know. And now you can go to the next level or whatever. And then the one is details. Like you need to know all the details before you're gonna get into something. Yeah, the I'm laughing I'm like really holding back. The pandemic completely shifted the detail part for me, but I used to be the person that color-coded everything. A color had a meaning, like blue meant sleeping. Like I would color code my planner and now I'm like, oh, I just miss having that structure and bless my husband. My husband is a um, forensic mechanical engineer. And so I know he loves structure, but I am so much more like, let's go into the details. And he's like, the details of what? I'm like, of budget planning or food meal planning. And he'll just be like, how long are we doing this for? And I'm like, forever. <laughs> He's just like, you do that. I will follow along. And I'm like, okay. But you know, he helped. I don't even know what his profile is. Um, I need him to figure out what his birth time is so we can do these things. Cause it's so much fun to learn. Um, but yeah, now that makes a lot of sense. Um, so if someone was a one, three, would they be similar to me or would they, yeah. it's a completely different profile. So the the only difference is like one of the first number. I'm seeing if I sometimes I reverse this. So if I reverse this, nobody come at me. But you know the first number is um, or what comes in um, like three months before you're born. It's kind of like what your ancestors give you. Mm. Um, and so it's it's great that you might not necessarily see so well, but other people might see it in you more. And then the second number is uh, your design, which comes in the day you're, the minute you're born. And that, um, that one you would recognize more, like that one you're going to really feel more. So it's, so there, there's, you know, they play with each other, but it's, it's a combination. So it's got it. But that I wouldn't worry too much about where they're at. Got it. Well, that's fantastic. So I wasn't planning to ask about gates because I feel like sometimes those get, is that correct? That's what those are called, the gates? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the numbers, that is yeah. also such a really interesting layer within knowing your type. So just to see that as an example for everyone, I'm the generator who's feeling like I need to master a certain skill or whatnot, but I own, I learn through experimenting and I learn through the lessons mm -hmm. and I don't see them right away because I see them as failures, which would make sense if I'm trying to master a craft. But at the same mm -hmm. time, I'm a devil of the details. So you can see just even from, or you can hear <laughs> from just our conversation, how much information you can get from just those two areas. And there are multiple areas in your profile mm -hmm. and your chart. So now that we've gone to this part, like, are there certain profiles, like if we wanted to go back to the romantic side, like 
you know, you were talking about just you and your husband, a, a projector and a generator, but are there even like certain ones that have gates, like which ones actually like match with each other? Or do you feel that that's not even a thing? You know, I guess it can be a thing, right? I don't like to get hung up on defining it too much like that. Hmm. Um, and what I what I mean by that is, is I think we can be with anybody um, as long as we're respecting each other and listening to each other. And if we know these things and we know that, you know, that you're going to make a short chart that's seven pages long, you know, for, <laughs> you know, Monday grocery shopping, you know, and your husband's like, all right, how long is it going to take? Like, it's, he needs to do this and I'm lover and I'm going to listen to it. Like, you know, there's, it's, like my husband in his garden, I re- I was I used to get mad. He would spend so much time in the summer, and once I learned that he needs to do that to feel satisfied and it fills him with joy, um, I don't know why I couldn't figure it out before human design. But before human design, I was like, Jesus, what's with the farm? And, yeah, and I feel like a jerk now thinking back to that. And now I'm like, go go to your farm. <laughs> Like, go get satisfied. Go. So it's, um, as a projector, that generator digging in and, and perfecting really, you know, something. Is it something that I do as a, as a projector? And now that I see that, I admire that in him in a way mm. that I put it before I knew that. So I, I think if there's strong differences, it's something that you can learn to really appreciate in a different way knowing that that comes naturally to them and that's how they thrive. Um, the profile numbers, it's helpful, again, to know that you need details or details help you, that you're going to try it. So, so like he could know, I'm not going to tell her how to do it. I'm going to give her the tool so she can try it herself. Um, and then the gates, the gates are the numbers that are in the energy centers. So there'll be a bunch of different numbers in there and those will be circled or colored in some way with a line going down that shows that you have an activation there. Those in a partner, and this is getting even deeper, if they, you've got two that connect and you've created a channel together, then that creates more synergy between each other. Um, so there's even more layers. Wow. That's, so yeah, that is just even fascinating to know how that would work in the relationship and how that you know, as long as you respect who each other is with, with your, you know, especially with your human design type or profile that you can really learn so much more and grow your relationship just by, you know, going into those deeper levels, like you mentioned. So when you work with couples, like how deep do you go in order to help them either like improve their relationship or learn about each other? Um, I would. What I love to do, if I had it my way every time, I would do individual sessions where we go over each, each person's chart on their own so that they can learn their own energy and then spend some time on that. Like, I don't know, a month or a couple of weeks and experiment with that, with the information I gave them and then come together. And then we talk about kind of the same thing. So your partner's this, you're this, here's how they work together. And we really, I, starting off with just the type um, and authority and strategy is a great starting place. There's, you mentioned this when we picked up this 400 page book that you got. If you go deep, you're going to, I feel like I lose people. 
And if we can start off with just the basics and how does that help, then that's where I like to start. And then come back. Every time you come back, we'll go a little deeper, a little deeper, and see how, how it works together. Because it's the, it's an, they, in human design, they call it the experiment. Once you start living your design, when you really start trying it out, they call it the experiment. And so that's what it is, an experiment with it, and, and then come back, and then we can dig in more. Um, it's, it's also so different depending on the couple or the partnership. Mm. And where we where we end up going with it, that it's they kind of help lead where that goes and where where we need to go with it. Okay, well that's fantastic. So I've loved learning all about well not all about the very high level of human design and how this has opened up my eyes more to you know, diving a little bit more as sort of self-discovery for myself, as well as maybe the people listening, as well as trying to figure out what my husband may be so we can even work on our relationship a little bit deeper. So how can people find you if they want to, you know, work on their human design profile, if they want to do this as a couple, like tell us all the things. So I've, I got a website that's, uh, it's, ErinMacArthur.com, and that's where I put everything. It's I've got um, we could just I do one-on-one just reading chart sessions. I do um, coaching sessions. I do couples group. I've got I'm working on doing. I'm really excited about this for this year. A cohort where we meet monthly. Um, mm. So it's here in Omaha, but it's we meet monthly and. And then we get a group and together we get to kind of navigate a year of working our, working our profiles and, and our, um, our body graphs and experimenting with it and then feedback. And then I get to kind of lead it with today, we're going to talk about this or that, you know, I don't know we'll, we'll see what, it, what it fully turns into, but I'm super excited about that. It kicks off in February, but in the, than that, like you know, you can jump on my website, the information schedule there, and I like to. I love starting off with just a one-on-one reading, getting getting it going. Fantastic. Well, Erin, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your insight and your knowledge on this area of another tool that women can put into their toolbox to deepen their relationship with themselves, as well as you know, grow a relationship with a partner. So. Uh, Thank you. This was my pleasure. This was super fun. Thank you so much for, for inviting me. Can't stop settling? Sign up to receive daily words of wisdom. I call them lady love lessons. They're for ambitious women like yourself who are tired of hearing they're too much or that they're not enough. It'll help give you the tough love and motivation to choose yourself first. All you have to do is go to my website, reinventingthearena.com and scroll to the bottom of the homepage to sign up. I'll see you in your inbox. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing the Arena podcast. If you loved this episode or even the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. 
It helps more ambitious women like yourself find this show and learn how to have a healthy relationship with themselves and a partner they love. Until next time, remember to believe in yourself that you were meant for a better relationship, not only with fully knowing and loving yourself for who you are, but knowing that there's a man out there for you. You're not too picky. You're not too much. You are enough. And the right man knows this too.